Do we walk to the monastery? Gwen asked. It's a half mile through the woods, Howell said. Better to ride in this weather. Even if he suspected the prince wanted to ride because of the condition of his fingers, Gareth didn't protest. The air had turned colder over the last hour, and given its size and the exposed nature of the field, the camp was open to the weather. Warm winds and rain, both of which they'd had plenty of this autumn, came from the southwest. But it was a cold north wind that was blowing this afternoon. They could have snow by morning. Gwen shivered beside him. Concerned, Gareth pulled up her hood and retied the scarf around her neck so that it held her cloak closed and prevented the wind from getting into the core of her body. Beneath the cloak, she was already wearing wool breeches, a shift, an underdress, and an overdress. Any more layers, and she'd barely be able to move. As it was, the only bits of her that were showing were her nose and mouth. It took only a few moments to mount, and then the companions rode down the track to the monastery. They arrived in the clearing in front of what had once been the main gatehouse, but was now something of a ruin. The base of the wall had been originally built in stone but it had crumbled on either side of the gate to a height of less than three feet and no longer provided any serious barrier to the courtyard behind it. The wooden gate stood open and a half dozen horses cropped the grass that had grown up between the slate stones that paved the courtyard in places. Dismounting, the companions led their horses through the gate. At that moment, Prince Rin, Owain's eldest son and Howell's blood brother, appeared out of the entrance to the cloister with a man dressed in priest's robes. The pair had been talking intently and looked up at the sudden arrival of the visitors. Rin broke into a smile and, sounding very much like his father, said, Well, well, look what the cat dragged in. He walked towards Godfred, who tossed his reins to Gareth. The two princes reached each other in three strides. Godfred didn't give Rin as exuberant a greeting as he'd given Howell, but they shook arms with genuine affection. They were near to each other in height and weight attributable to their mutual Viking ancestry. Cousin, Godfrey stepped back from Rin. I bring you greetings from my father, as well as twenty good fighting men. Rin dipped his chin. I am very glad to hear it, and to see you. I am looking forward to hearing your news from Dublin, but... His eyes strayed first to Gareth, and then to Gwen, who'd pushed back the hood of her cloak so Rin could see her face. Gwen smiled. My lord? Rin was in his late twenties, a few years younger than Gareth. He'd been his father's right hand since he'd become a man, and knew his father's mind better than anyone except Terran, King Owain's longtime friend and the steward of Aber Castle. I do not know how it is that you are here, Gwen, but somehow I can't be surprised. It is just as well. The good father is in need of your services. Gwen put a hand to her breast. My services? Yours and your husband's? Rin tipped his head towards his brother. It appears, once again, that your captain is needed for other duties for a few days. Why is that? Howell looked nonplussed. The siege of mold is imminent, Rin. Our preparations will have to continue without Gareth, at least for now, Rin said. Father Allen, of the parish of Kilkine to the east of here, has found a body in his graveyard. 